Hi guys, welcome to the Divine Creators Podcast with Cody Singh. Hello everybody, Cody here. It's so, so wonderful to be able to connect with all of you. This is a very special day. This is the day before the release of my book, The Channel of the Universe. And when this comes out, this uh, the book should be available, available on Amazon. And I will link everything in the description for all of you. It is just such a privilege to be able to share this with you guys, share this moment, as well as share this knowledge. I'm not the real author of these words. I'm a channel of these words. You have to understand that inner peace and love and prosperity, joy, contentment, precede every good thing that comes to you. You know, I used to think that it was about trying to find the right process or technique in order to attain happiness or what person can I find that will give me that happiness what job can I get that will give me that happiness what place can I go that will give me that happiness and what I have learned and perhaps what is the greatest lesson of my life thus far is the understanding that happiness and inner peace is what precedes all of those manifestations. You attain peace and then watch your peace fill in with all of the components of your peace. You attain peace and then watch your partner come into your life. You attain peace and watch opportunities flow in your life that reflect your authentic nature. We are channels of this universe. We are in and of this universe. The molecules within our being are of the original stars of this universe billions of years ago. We are in and of that consciousness. And it is natural that that consciousness flows to us through our peace. And the only thing that really gets in the way is our own thoughts, right? Our egos, that little mind, that little chit chat that does come in and try to negotiate and scheme. That is the voice of resistance. The ego, the little mind that interrupts the greater mind, for it is useful to understand that we do have two minds, not just one, two. Your little mind is that ego, and the greater mind is that hive consciousness of this universe whose intention is balance and order. You are in and of that universe, which means the universe is trying to establish that balance and order through you, but you have to be available to it, right? You have to be available to those instincts of the universe to establish that balance again, because you are most of service when you are happy, when you are happiest, when you are most in your peace, when you are most joyful, that makes your heart most available to the opportunities around you to take those opportunities that gives you the energy and the fuel to be able to go after the things that you know that you can do. You see, joy and love and happiness are the solution. And it's so ironic when you think, well, so you attain peace and then those things come in? Well, the answer is yes, because that peace and that joy is actually more in and of our nature than our pain and our anguish. That pain and the anguish come in when we block that stream 
of our higher wisdom. When you sit in your peace, there is a dialogue that flows to you. When you sit in your peace, there is a wisdom that flows through you. There is consciousness that flows to you that informs the right course of action for whatever you are doing in that present moment. Anything at all, whether that is work, whether that is spiritual teaching, whether that is a sports game, whether that is an exam for school, anything at all. The idea is to stay plugged into that greater mind, the greater mind of all that has the highest and best interest for us as well as the collective of all, because us functioning at our highest serves the collective of all. Just like our arms, if our arms are injured, our bodies as a whole is injured. So our body wants our arm to be in full functioning because our arm being in full functioning serves the collective body of all. The collective body of your full body is served when each part of your body is functioning at its highest. That's just like you in relationship to this greater universe. And it is very important to understand these things. It is it is important to to anchor that consciousness in everything that we do. You know, there's a lot of us who go through quite a lot and have to confront pain and anguish or suffering on a daily basis. It's important to know that there is conscious shadow work and there is unconscious shadow work, mindless shadow work and mindful shadow work. Mindless shadow work, when we talk about shadow, that's of course the identity of your subconscious selves. So the resistance within you, the pain, the past stories that remind you of who you were when you were not powerful, when you were not in your love, okay? The shadow self, right? The part of you that exists outside of your light that we are and, and when we do shadow work of course we are doing work to uproot that subconscious thought that is working against us and empower it into a place where you are in who you truly are when you have that wisdom and that flow of consciousness of who you truly are so uh, and, and allowing that consciousness to flow through that space that is what shadow work essentially is but there is that mindless shadow work and there is mindful shadow work. Mindless shadow work would be identifying with that negative voice within and using that negative voice to try to problem solve. Mindful shadow work is tuning into your peace and allowing that consciousness to inform your shadow work, to provide the instincts of what to do next, okay? Tuning into that inner peace first allows the awareness of the adequate solutions and right approach for your shadow work to come through. So it is about kind of finding your little nook in your consciousness that is who you truly are and separating that voice from anything that is a force of resistance. But I always do find it just so fascinating when you really do think about how the only thing in the way from that 
divine flow of consciousness from that wisdom from that peace that does have words our mind brings words to that peace that flows to us and that is what we call consciousness and i just love how it truly is in our nature because it is only us in our thinking right or the thinking of that little mind that voice that comes into our mind that blocks the flow of that eternal dialogue of peace and love that when we stop thinking the universe starts thinking for us starts flowing its consciousness through us and it's also like in your body as well because there are times where there are things happening in our body that are not working for us illness or pain and it's almost like when you release stress in your body as well your body starts restoring itself naturally that's how your mind works as well when 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 you can stop thinking your the organism of who you are starts to restore itself as well and when you are restored to your nature your it's not just that your body is flowing it's that you are receiving the instincts to help sustain your body in its optimal form now as i'm here of course i work as a channel a channeler so what i do is i tune into that source consciousness that peace and then i allow again that dialogue to flow and inform me as to what to discuss okay so there is that awareness of the vibrational world the energy that is around you and there is that awareness of the different thought forms around you as well this is why self-awareness is so so important because to be aware of your energetic environment you have to be aware of how you feel because it's how you feel that allows you and enables you to detect those fluctuations in energy when we're not still in that awareness and when we're not hooked into that consciousness it's not that we're not feeling it we are desensitized to it and when we're desensitized to it sometimes we're engaging with energies that are not serving us when we are conscious we can know what our boundaries are we can know where to put a boundary up to block certain energies from entering that do not belong to us and it's not even about blocking it's they cannot enter they cannot fit into that stream of energy because it is a different stream of energy it is literally a different frequency of thought so when you stay tuned into that higher awareness you're just naturally and instinctually going to be guided into spaces that sort of remove you out of the influence of those negative energies that are around you especially in the beginning you may be able to detect more density in your environment around you around your body and the awareness the practicing of that awareness is going to guide you into the right room in the house with you know the most possibility to access that peace and what happens when you make a practice of prioritizing your energy in this way is eventually you will be guided into or manifest 
a opportunity to go somewhere where that peace flows more, more easily, because you have committed more to your peace than your anguish. And this is why decisions are so, so important. We do have to decide what we want for ourselves in order to carve a path to allow us to live freely, live consciously, and succeed in the ways that we wish to succeed. You do have to start small. You do have to be able to detect those energies and decide what is good for you and what is not good for you. And it may surprise you because, again, the ego is very, very clever. The ego is going to tell you, this person, oh my gosh, but you, you should give them love. You, 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 should, you should be more patient with them. You should just sit around. And, you know, they, they were not acting in their right mind at that time. Yada, 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 which all may be true, you know. So you decide to stay. You decide to stick around. And what happens? You get hurt all over again. And maybe even worse than the last time. Because you did not listen to that higher wisdom. You did not commit to that inner peace that is telling you where to go and what to do. Where is where do you have most access to that peace and where will that peace inspire more peace in your life and it is a continual journey you will continue the each and every day every new moment is a time that we should be trying to detect that peace that channel of who we truly are that channel of wisdom that channel of light each and every moment we should always be trying to access it. Of course, this is more difficult in some moments than other moments, but this is something that we need to prioritize because prioritizing this is what enables that peace to keep finding you in a life that will continue to change forms. You have to be up to speed with your peace. You have to stay aligned with that because that peace is going to keep changing forms. And if you don't pay attention to that. Again, the ego is going to come in and convince you that the circumstance you're in is, is something worth sticking around for. And it's going to sound like, oh, well, that is a voice of peace and love because look, it's trying to give love to that person. The ego is your pain, is your enemy posed as love, okay? It's your enemy in disguise. So, of course, it's going to try to be very perceptive and be like, okay, it is very important for you to stick around here in this situation. Even though, yes, you do get hurt, you know, they do have a good heart and, you know, they're doing the best that they can. All of these excuses, all of these things that are probably true overall, but also does not put you in a place where you are of service to yourself or other people, where your peace resides okay it does start inside of you so it is about tuning into that awareness more consistently there are many different ways that we can do this there are processes there is shadow work there are incantations there are affirmations there are prayers you can do this in any way that you resonate because this universe does not have a preference we have preferences but everything ultimately is semantics and everything is ultimately an attempt or a technique to guide you back into the stream of who you truly are, to guide you back into the channel of the universe, your peace.
and where all opportunities that are good flow to you. This is who you are, and this is who you were meant to be. This is why the universe called upon you in the first place, to serve in this way. Okay, not to serve in the way your ego is trying to tell you to serve. To serve in your peace is why you're here. Your peace, your joy, your love. Your peace will take many different forms. Sometimes it will come in the form of enthusiasm. Sometimes you're really jived about something that you want to talk about. Sometimes you're really, really, really passionate about something in the very beginning. And that peace will change forms, you know? It will settle sometimes into this restful state of bliss, for example. Okay? So I did find it quite necessary to write this book. You know, over the years, I sort of struggled with putting out these books because I did write a book when I was 25, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. I, I knew I wanted to put it out, but I knew I wanted to get these words out first. And a lot of that book was very liberating for me at the time. It was very anecdotal you know, um, referencing a lot of these different themes in my life that I've struggled with, and then talking about the concepts that helped liberate that. Um, I did feel like, and I was guided to this as well, that there is such a necessary component that so many of us miss in our healing journeys. So I thought about what is a book that I would want every person to have, to be able to have that foundation, to have that conceptual foundation, that informational knowledge to plug into the other things that we engage with in our lives, to plug into the healing techniques that we do learn or adopt, you know, in our lives. Okay, there is a consciousness that you can plug into anything that you do. Like we said, there's conscious shadow work and there is unconscious shadow work. There are beautiful things that you could do in this world that you can do very unconsciously. Okay, we see this all the time. We see this in so many different forms. So I thought about what is the thing that people need to know before all of this? They need to know that consciousness. They need to understand that channel of the universe that flows through them. They need to know that the consciousness precedes the action. And when your consciousness precedes your action, your actions come into alignment with you, with your life, and with the collective of all in the entire universe. Because you are a part of that universe. So anytime that you are activating who you truly are in such a powerful way, you are most of service to the collective of all. Now, service is one of those words that have become so convoluted over the years. There's so much negative attachment to that. Why do I have to be of service to somebody else? Why do I have to do this? Why, why, uh, why would I be here if it's not anything other than myself? You know, these are things that people say all the time, right? And people understand, yes, 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 you need to be of service. And a lot of people are like, but why? It's just something that you accept. Now, service. Service is a byproduct of you being in your joy. Okay, so, service is a byproduct of being in alignment, of being happy, 
of being at peace okay being driven by passion towards your desires in life okay again when you are your most happy self you are your heart is most open to assisting others it is therefore logical to conclude that being in your joy puts you in service okay and you don't want to force service again it's a natural byproduct of being who you are in your power in your joy in your love in your peace okay service comes naturally you naturally will give back when you start overflowing with everything that you've attained in your life that is a natural process that occurs a spillover so that spillover effect is what service ultimately is and i think it is important to debunk to debunk or demystify some of these themes like forgiveness as well like surrender you know people people are like why is forgiveness important forgiveness is important because it is not about you at all forgive forgiveness i've learned this myself in my life forgiveness forgiving other people for things that you probably you know most people think maybe they don't deserve to be forgiven it's not about them it's about releasing the anguish and the burdens on your heart that you have been harboring for so many years you are freeing yourself when you forgive other people okay surrender sounds like losing it's like why would you surrender to something surrender is letting go of resistance and resistance is the root of all suffering so it's important to demystify these themes because they have sort of just been instilled and indoctrinated in us over centuries or longer you know that we've just been forced to accept when there is meaning behind these things and that is why in this book I do talk a lot about what I call spiritual semantics the code of truth has been known for forever and there are just many different ways of expressing that core truth and it is important to understand that code of consciousness before you understand the politics of spirituality metaphysics all of the different things that we hear about metaphysically in these spiritual communities mean absolutely nothing if you don't understand the consciousness that flows through those concepts without your consciousness being instilled into those concepts there is no way for those concepts to be of service to you in the higher ways it can be pleasing to your ego right it can be satisfying to acquire knowledge but that knowledge has no use for you if your consciousness is not linked to it your consciousness enables you to make sense of everything that you perceive in this world including all of the various different informations and studies and fields absolutely everything that we participate in this world has a conscious way of doing it and an unconscious way of doing it even the things that seem righteous just objectively can be done without consciousness and with consciousness you can be parented by 
a mother and a father that provide for you all of the essential needs on paper, like food, like shelter, education. But if they are not parenting that child with the consciousness of love, that child will suffer. So it's not what you do, it's also why you do it. What is your motivation for doing it? What is your intention for doing it? Intention. Intention is the most, most important thing of all. Intention is what organizes our reality itself. So when you do set your intention to be connected to source, even in moments where you don't feel like you have that time to close your eyes and meditate, clear your mind, even consciously setting the intention, speaking out loud, saying an incantation or a prayer, reciting something to declare that your intention is to be a vessel of that greater mind, to be a vessel of that source consciousness, to be a channel of the universe that is made of love and light. It is very powerful to make these declarations Words are very powerful. You can write them down, you can say them out loud, but when you do say them, there is an effect that occurs, and an energetic organization that occurs, a configuring around that intention. It is more powerful when you are more centered and still and committed to that statement, but even just saying them and reciting them and keeping it in your mind recurrently throughout the day. This is the idea with mantras as well. If you can just keep that thought in your head to be of service for the highest good of all through your joy, through your love, make you most available and your heart most available to divine cooperation. You are making yourself available to assistance from the greater universe, from the helpers of this universe, physical and non-physical. And you'll notice the more you practice tuning into that awareness, your spiritual sight will begin to unfold as well because it is only natural that when you tune into the eyes of Source, you start seeing like Source sees. You start seeing the vibrational world. You start seeing peace. You start seeing love. You don't start seeing the negative stuff. You only see the beautiful high vibrations, okay? Because that is what is natural and anything from source perspective outside of that is an illusion. Therefore, you will not be able to see negative negative energy. You can be aware of it, you can detect it, you can detect, okay, you'll, your instincts will be okay, I don't need to go into this space right now. When you're tuned into the channel of source energy, those instincts do come in where you're not gonna see the negative energy, but you're just gonna feel like, okay, I, I should not go over there, but you will see beautiful energy, and that is natural. That does naturally come when you are hooked into source energy. And it will come in and out. It won't be regular always at first, um, but you will notice that you will start be picking up on source's type, source's words as well. You start, will start hearing things, okay? You will start being intuitively guided, okay? very very beautiful so why did i write this book i wrote this book because i felt like there was a missing piece for a lot of people particularly in my own community i 
just felt like there is so much work people are putting into their self-care without understanding that there is a way to hook all of that effort that you're putting into your life and your recovery or your healing or your empowerment there is a way to be fed by a higher intelligence that will guide those actions in the way source would have it go and that is the highest path of all the easiest path the most privileged path and the most accessible path the universe knows that path for you and i just have i just noticed that that piece was missing that the piece of consciousness behind all of those efforts behind all of those techniques behind all those processes were sometimes missing not all of the time but a lot of times it is and what i've found through working with people as well is it seems like they don't have the awareness that, that they are two minds that they are the singular this singular mind of the ego and this greater mind that is literally the wisdom that is coming in to help you out of those negative thoughts that your ego is hooked onto okay i don't think that you know most people are aware that there is a right way to be and it's not specific to your behavior it's specific to the stream of thoughts that flow through you and i don't think that people knew that healing was not about rectifying a wound inside of you healing is about restoring light to your being to your vessel to your energy through establishing that stream of consciousness and any means any process to realign you with that stream of consciousness is healing and is valid healing so it's not about how much you do in your healing journey that determines the progress that you make it's how hooked into your higher awareness your higher consciousness your higher heart love consciousness okay you are in in going about doing those things so it was important for me to highlight the channel of the universe the channel that provides us the knowledge to navigate our lives with love and with peace and with fluidity and with artistry and beauty it is a frequency and when you understand frequency of course you understand that opposing frequencies cannot remain in that same space they have to match so in order to be in the frequency of your peace you have to take actions that are aligned with things that will promote more of that peace so these are the themes that are sort of outlined throughout the book in various different forms again I was guided to write this book in a format of downloads so there is a list of over 50 downloads and there's also more at the end of the book as well in terms of auras in terms of prompts in terms of incantations and prayers to recite to organize your energy but I was guided to these uh, 53 downloads to which I was guided after tuning into source and you can do this too channeling is simply meditating and allowing the consciousness that flows through meditation the insights that flow through meditation to inform you that's 
a general way of understanding channeling. So what I did was I was guided as a channel to sit down and receive these downloads, 53 unique downloads that are meant to highlight this awareness and spell it out in various different ways that I was guided to understand that people may be able to grasp these concepts a little bit more easily through this way. So it was meant to be sort of easy to read, easy to grasp, easy to understand, um, but also meant to subtly raise your frequency passage by passage, okay? And it was really important for me to outline these, this framework before going into anything else in this work and in this field and in my life, you know? You know, throughout this podcast, this episode, I have open channel. I am channeling the words that I am using. My mind is interpreting energy that is flowing to it into the words that I'm speaking. Because I'm tuned into that higher consciousness, my mind is automatically translating the consciousness of that peace, of that love, into words, into adequate words that are aligned with the intention that I have set, which is to guide, align, assist, and be of service in the highest way, in the highest way of all. It was very important for me when writing this book and making the decision to put it out it was very very important for me to put it out because i came to this place in my life where i realized that was i really here you know i started to think was i really here if i did not leave behind what i have learned what i have awakened to and what I know to be true and what I know in my heart cannot be dis, uh, disputed I would have felt incomplete in my life if I did not put out something that represents who I am and I kind of had this ultimatum with myself where I thought you know I have all this family I have these loved ones I have my nephews I have these people in my life that I want to make sure that they know or at least are introduced to these themes, to these things that I know to be true, that I know are true in my heart. I knew that I wanted to leave something behind, you know, to make sure that it cannot be said that I did not try to help to love, to assist, and to be of service. And in the beginning, I thought, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if those around you understand you or not, but as long as you have represented your consciousness, you have done your job. And that's sort of like what I have come to throughout the process of this and through sort of settling into this whole release of this book I've sort of come to this place of understanding that it is a natural byproduct when you set an intention to be of service to the world through your joy and through your peace you will always spill over and it was natural for me to receive that instinct 
to put this book out given the intention that I had set and given my intention to be aligned with Source's dialogue and Source's instincts, the universe's instincts, would have me be of use through what I know. And that goes for each and every one of you. When you make that commitment and when you make that declaration and commit to that each and every day, every new moment that you find yourself in, when you make that commitment, you will be guided to serve. And that will come in the form of your instincts in your inspiration. Inspiration is one of my favorite words of all time. Inspiration by definition means to breathe in. And I know that when you're guided from the universe and when you are led by the universe, it comes in the form of inspiration. You are inspired. You are led by inspired thought. And I just think that is so beautiful and so natural. Is there anything more natural than being inspired? There's nothing more out of our, more core to our nature than inspiration, the feeling of inspiration. So that's when you know you are a channel of the universe. That's when you know you are receiving the instincts to serve the collective of all through you. When you are receiving the instincts for your best life is when you are inspired. So this is my gift. This is my love letter to a community. This is my way of giving back to a community. And it is also a way to serve my own intentions of peace and love for myself as well. You see, our, our peace and our contentment in life serves the peace and content of others as well. And I think that is the biggest takeaway that I have learned through not just this book, through my entire life, through my adult life, through my career. That is ultimately what I'm left with. So I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being alongside me in this journey, for walking alongside me in consciousness in the channel of the universe. I appreciate you all. I feel you all so deeply. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. The channel of the universe, insights, awakenings, incantations of the soul will be available on Amazon. There will be a link that I will provide for you. And more updates are available on my Patreon, patreon.com slash divine creators as well as my Facebook page, Cody Singh, and the Divine Creators with Cody Singh Facebook group with more regular updates, chats, uh, connections with other people in the community, talks, um, absolutely anything at all. Thank you again. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the cover. You know, I chose this school of fish that captured my heart. I set the intention just for you know, to receive um, a cover that just encapsulated exactly the feeling signature that I wanted this book to be. And what I saw was this school of fish moving in this circular pattern with this light cascading through the ocean, looking up out the surface from 
down below, just seeing possibility, seeing bliss, seeing opportunity. There's so many things that that cover spoke to me on. There's so many ways to relate to water and flow and channels to spirituality. And it just took my breath away, quite frankly. Um, it was so beautiful and I thought, what what a perfect way to invite people into the soul of this book. So I thank you and may you all tap into the soul of this book as well, the frequency you know, that is programmed from the highest heart in this book was always my intention. Thank you so much for all of your loving kind kindness and support over all of the years, but specifically around this book as well. I just appreciate you all so, so much. I just wanted to give a special thanks to a number of you who have been so instrumental in the process of me getting this first book uh, out to the world, and there will be many more and I'm so excited for that, but right now we are focused on this book and I just really wanted to thank from the bottom of my heart the assistance and and uh, companionship along this journey. Um, I wanna thank Kimberly, Kimberly Rogers, I wanna thank Amanda Schwartz, I wanna thank Anne, I wanna thank Nethmini, I wanna thank Vanetta, I wanna thank Durrett, Rebecca, Fuang, Thank you guys so, so much. Thank you so, so much, Jennifer. Thank you so, so much, Jasmine. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Pretty. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Husagina, thank you so, so much. Um, all of those, thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you, Diana and Linda. Thank you guys so much. I love you and I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, thank you to all of those who have assisted me anonymously. Thank you all for those of you who I just have forgotten, who I have not seen up close, um, who I have not seen firsthand be a part of this. I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could thank you forever. Um, peace and love to all of you. and. Um, we'll be doing more of these, more of these chats. Uh, thank you all again, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.